to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hi, everybody. It's Denise Heidel, and I am your podcast host for the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. And today I am joined by Christy Bellis with Go to Winston Salem. Thanks so much for coming on the uh, show with me today, Christy. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start with Go to Winston Salem. Tell us what is Go to Winston Salem. Tell us how it got started, what people can find when they go to the website. Tell us all about it. Yes, definitely. So the Go to Winston Salem started in the fall of 2020, and it really, um, really launched in um, the beginning winter of January of 2021. Um, and since then, we have actually expanded into Greensboro as well. So now our our name is the Go to. Um, and we have the Go to Winston Salem and the Go to Greensboro. So we have two names under one brand. And um, we exist to connect those living in the community to what's going on. So we are a digital uh, media resource that instantly connects individuals to new businesses, local attractions through engaging content across social media, newsletters, um, our websites, and all of that. And we do this through an engaging way. So we're going to talk about this today on the podcast, but we meet the consumer and the audience where they are, which is one, online, and two, in a conversational tone. We, um, you know, talk like we are their friend and not this... um, um, big news platform, you know, coming from DC or New York or something. We are, we live in in the community. We go to these places. um, And yeah, so our team is, we have five people on our team now. um, I am full time and we just love connecting people to all that is going on in the Piedmont triad. I love that. And I love that you are talking to, not at. Yes. is huge. And I mean, yeah, I've been on your, your Facebook page and it it is like, you know, you're, you're talking to a friend, a friend just telling you what's going on. And that's amazing. So I appreciate all you do to help support the um, events in the community because we really live in a very, very special place. We do. There's so much going on. I mean, when I talk to someone who just moved here, you know, say they're moving from Raleigh or Charlotte or something, they're like, oh man, there's nothing to do in Winston. And then I'm like, actually, there's all of these things. And it's not just the large events you think of that, you know, we have so many great happenings, whether it be at the convention center or the Stevens Center or the fairgrounds, but little Um, small businesses having DIY classes or a paint thing or a networking event or a new restaurant opening. It feels like every other day now. Um, So there's so much going on and we just are grateful to be a voice for the community. Well, you're doing a great job. So we're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. 
And now let's get back to the podcast. I know one of the things that you do a lot is you work with um, businesses um, to help them promote um, their events, their their specials, the the things that they've got going on, which, of course, you know, as the Louisville Columbus Chamber of Commerce, you know, this is near and dear to my heart because, you know, our small business community is the heartbeat of the community. We need our small businesses to thrive. So so talk, talk to me a little bit about um, how social media, especially for small businesses where maybe the owner or the manager doesn't feel like they have the time to commit to a social media game plan, um, how do they get started um, and how do they fold in brand awareness? How can social media impact that? Yes, definitely. So that was a, a, a lot of questions at once and just lots of little entities within that. Um, but you know, whether you're a small business or whether you're, I feel like when we think of small businesses, we think of like a five person team, um, but there can be companies that were born in Winston-Salem that still work in Winston-Salem, that live in Winston-Salem, that are still, you know, they might've started off as a small business and now they have a bigger name that they created through brand awareness. Um, so brand awareness, what is that? Let's just define that real quick. It's the extent to which someone can recall or recognize your brand. Um, so, you know, we think of the really large ones like the Nike swoosh, you know, that's that's just in our brains. We, we know that for a fact. We see that Nike, something like that. Um, but why businesses need brand awareness is because they need to be seen as, you know, we are we are talking about this earlier, um, as one with the customer. They don't want, you need to be able to reach the customers where they are instead of just expecting them to come to you. Um, you need to, one, show that you exist, <laughs> which a lot of people, you know, if if you don't have your business on a website or on social media and you just have an address and hope people are going to drive by and see it, you're not helping yourself because people don't know you exist. So social media helps people know that you exist. And then through that, you create brand loyalty, brand awareness, and just customer engagement, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Right. Um, I think that everything you just said is is completely on point. And I mean, and you and I, before we start recording the podcast, you know, we had a conversation about, you know, a company, brand new startup, you know, costs are high. Maybe they don't have the money to invest in a huge, expensive website. Um, you know, start with the social media page. I mean, I know for myself, I'm going to be real. A lot of times the first place I go to when I'm looking at a new business is I go to their social media before I even try to look for their website. Abs absolutely. I mean, everyone's doing that now. I do that when I'm sitting at a restaurant and I see the menu and I'm like, well, let me go to their Instagram page because I'm such a visual person. So let me go to their Instagram page and show them a picture and say, I want this. Where is this on the menu? You know, we are just such visual people uh, that or, you know, you when, you know, Louisville Clemens Chamber, when you first reached out, I the first thing I did was go to your social media page and was like, okay, who are they? Because the website can tell you what you do, but social media can tell me who you are, um, which I think is a big thing. And you're talking a lot about, you know, businesses that don't have large budgets to create a website or have a full photography shoot or a professional videographer. Well, the fantastic thing is that Social media is um, 
trending towards user generated content. So for example, right now, and they can they expect to, this to continue is a organic picture. Um, let's let's create a business in our head. Um, um, a hairdresser. Okay. Let's just go with that. Right. So you're a hairdresser, you own your own salon. Um, maybe you have like three hairdressers under you. Right now, a photo of a real client, a real customer with one of your actual hairstylists in the process, you know, with everything in the back isn't super, super clean. Obviously it's not dirty. Obviously there's not like hair all over the place, but that does better than a stock image of a professional photography shoot with everything looking perfect because that's not real and people know that's real. So the right. good news for these small businesses is that you can incorporate your social media strategy by not doing anything different. You are just going throughout your workday and capturing it and sharing that story because people want to know the real you. They don't want to know a stock image or you guys at your best. I mean, one of the biggest um, social media apps right now that they expect to continue to grow is be real. So we don't recommend be real for your business strategy, but that idea of this is me, this is real, this is my business is moving towards Facebook and TikTok and LinkedIn and Instagram and all of that stuff. Right. Well, people want to engage with authentic people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in my past career, I spent 15 years as a writer for Forsyth magazines. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote a lot about the small business community and, and so forth. And that was one of the best compliments I could get after I wrote an article is the feedback where a customer walked into their store and said, oh, I read your article. And then I felt like I knew you. Mm -hmm. So the same thing is happening in the digital world where point in case that hairstylist who took that real picture, maybe there's hair on the floor, maybe there's, you know, it's not picture perfect. It's clearly not a stock photo, but that picture is more relatable and it enables the, the viewer to feel like, okay, I get it. I know this person. I now see the quality of their work. I feel like I can go in and have some kind of instant rapport all because of a photo. Exactly. Or a video. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Videos too. I would rather be beaten myself, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other things you said earlier in the conversation, you talked about talking to your audience versus at your audience. And that is just to me customer service. Okay. So let me, let me just tell you this and you and I have not had this conversation yet. So I could easily go down a rabbit trail on customer service. I have mm -hmm. extremely strong opinions about customer service. Mm -hmm. And, but the digital age, what we're seeing now with social media is this really is a new age of customer service. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, the way that we respond and engage to people through our social media platform is a really powerful vehicle, right? Yeah, definitely. One of the most powerful tools that we have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we, you know, businesses should see their social media pages, their Facebook, their LinkedIn, their Instagram, whatever social media page it is as a separate landing page. Um, you know, when you go to the, your page, they should be able to know what you do and then think of 
the DMs, which is direct messaging or, uh, you know, messages in Facebook, Messenger and all that stuff, you should consider that as an email inbox. It's not something that, you know, it should be on your list, you know, respond to emails, respond to messages. It's not this annoying thing. It's like, oh, people are asking me questions here. That is what people are doing instead of calling or instead of emailing. I mean, I have full conversations with people on social media, not, it's like texting, it's getting real-time information. And so one thing is businesses should not ignore their um, their messages. And that's a hard thing because lots of small businesses um, resource out their social media, you know, which, which I'm not against. It's just, you lose that real-time customer service because then the marketing agency is seeing the direct messages in the comments, as opposed to you who can directly answer the messages or directly respond to a comment. But that is customer service that think of it. Businesses should see it as the same thing as answering a phone call. Right. Or I'm going to, I mean, Christy, you know, we don't, we're not talking off a script or anything like that here. We're just having a conversation. Um, but I'm just going to, I'm going to ask you this. I want your opinion. Okay. So I know a lot of, I, I mean, I hear this all the time, you know, we have surveyed our chamber members. And one of the things that we hear repeatedly is the social media aspect is huge. That's why we're devoting the entire month of February. All of our podcasts in February are all going to be about social media. Um, but I know a lot of like small businesses with, you know, even if they have five employees, um, you know, for some people that may feel like a lot, you know, they're, they're maybe they're a solopreneur, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, but the whole idea of adding on this other layer, I mean, we're already bombarded with text messages and emails and phone calls. The whole idea of now having that social media platform to manage communication on how do you how do you respond to a business who maybe feels completely overwhelmed by that process yeah so I would say it is overwhelming and as a business owner and you're a business owner and everyone listening to this is a business owner is that most things that we do are overwhelming <laughs> right <laughs> We, fair and, point, really yeah. fair point. <laughs> and so I'm a very honest and authentic person and I, you know, wear my heart and words on my sleeve, which is sometimes a very bad thing, but I'm going to say it is overwhelming and it is hard, but it is necessary. Um, just, you know, taxes and accounting and paying bills, that can be overwhelming. That's, that's the thing that makes me overwhelmed. Um, and so I... I deal with that and learn about it and investigate it and research it and ask people questions until it is not overwhelming. It's going to be overwhelming in the beginning. It is a beast. Social media is a beast. But I would just, instead of thinking about, oh my goodness, social media, think about it as this is how I'm engaging with my customers. Right. Social media as this big word, you know, just kind of reframing what you are doing, um, I think can be really helpful, but it is overwhelming and it is a lot. Well, and I, I like where you're going with this because it's really the have to versus the get to mindset. Definitely. And I mean, if, if you're in business, you're in it because you clearly have a passion for it. I hope, mm -hmm. I hope that's why you've gone into business. 
Um, so this is an opportunity to educate, but it, it is a daunting task and it does feel like, you know, I mean, cause I'm a small business owner too, you know, and it does feel sometimes like, oh my gosh, one more hat. I mean, it's crazy. So, yeah. I mean, I understand the, I understand the overwhelming feeling, but I also, I love where you're going with that. I, I think that that's really uh good wisdom. Yeah. So, and I mean, Think of it as an opportunity to sit down with 10 people, 100 people, how many followers you have, and have a direct conversation with them. And you, we get to do that. I mean, if we're at a networking event and someone says, what do you do? Tell me about your business. We're like, let me tell you about what I do. I'm so excited. Blah, 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 blah. This is what I do. This is what I love. And you just get to do that and blast it to everyone. Right. Instead of, it, it's time consuming. But event at the end of the day, it does save you time because you're not having these individual conversations with everyone. Right. Well, and it, it gives you a chance to be contagious with your enthusiasm, right? Yes, definitely. People should like see it. your enthusiasm about your business through your social media pages. Yeah, I like it. So, um, so let's talk about insights because I know, you know, with the Facebook, I mean, I, I tend to live in the world of Facebook and Instagram more than any other social media platform, but, um, the insights can be really daunting and really, really overwhelming as well. But a high level overview, I think is really healthy for a business to be able Mm -hmm. to know. Um, I know that the insights can help a business, um, have a better understanding of their customers, target audience. So based on your experience, um, how often should a business look at their insights? How reliable are they? I mean, what what kind of what kind of information should we gather by looking at the insight data? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, first thing I would say is don't let we shouldn't let social media dictate what our audiences we should decide what our target audience is and then try to replicate that on social media so you're not trying to align your target audience with what social media telling you 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 know your business better than social media does so at the end of the day your insights are better than social media's insights but what it could tell you is if you are on the right track um it's all about the right track yeah so for example um Let's see, say you're, you know, your ideal customer is 45 year old woman with um, kids. Okay. So that lives in the outside area of Winston-Salem, not specifically in Winston-Salem. So like the suburbs. So that that's your ideal client. That's who you have found the most success with. That's where you see the most money coming in from. Your goal is to get your insights to look like that, not the other way around. Um, and but, you know, maybe in six months, maybe you are seeing some leads from social media, and then maybe you need to tweak your ideal customer. It's it all goes hand in hand, um, but it should lead you. It should not dictate what you are doing. Um, I would suggest. I mean, I look at my insights every single day, but that's because. My whole business is on social media. Um, I would, I mean, there, you know, there's all these trends and everyone's saying, do this, do that. And the problem with social media is that the algorithm is changing. It feels like every other hour. 
Um, and if you try to keep up with that, you are going to drive yourself crazy. And that's where it gets overwhelming. The overwhelming part is trying to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. You need to see what does well, because what does well for Bob, Bob, the builder <laughs> over there, <laughs> right? I was like, Bob, what occupation? The builder. Bob the builder, yes. Bob the builder is not going to do what's best for um, the the chamber, you know, two right. very different brands. And mm-hmm. so don't let Instagram dictate what you do. Um, it is helpful though. So one thing that you can really look at for insights and analytics is um, I recommend connecting just like details zoom in here. I really recommend connecting your Instagram to your Facebook account, um, your business Facebook account, um, because the analytics on there are really great. You know, some people are like, you should invest in this analytic software or something. Um, I have found that I can get everything I need from Facebook analytics. It can tell you what posts have done the best in the past month, in the past 90 days based on likes, impressions, comments, shares. And so I, I want to go into a little bit about the likes, comments, shares, and saves. Um, do not let your like count dictate whether you think it performed well or not. Because okay. explain think about, a little more, yeah. yeah. So think about, um, say you're not looking at social media for business. Say you're We'll do this as an example. My personal page, I got a dog recently and my explore tab on my Instagram is now just covered in dogs. It like, I mean, you know, it knows when we do things. It knows when we right. are about, we're planning a vacation. It knows when we are concerned about our weight. Like it, it knows everything. Um, So I'm looking at those videos or training videos and I share it with my husband. I don't like it or comment you know, when I only really like it, if it's like my friend's thing and I'm like, yeah, girl, you know, but I often don't like it, but I share it. And then my husband looks at it and then he shares it or we save it to look at for later. Um, we didn't comment on it and we didn't like it, but we both watched it about eight times and got valuable insight from it. And now that page, if we're not following it, is going to show up more on our feed. And so do not let the like count. That is not, not the end all be all. What I would look at is accounts reached and impressions because accounts reached takes into account the number of people, the people that didn't find it organically that, you know, Denise, you shared it with me and that's an account reached, but I'm not following the person that you sent. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So, so, I mean, you, you hit on a good point. So you've explained reach, explain impression. So for those who don't understand what an impression is versus a reach. Yeah, this can be a confusing topic. Um, so say you, you're at a stoplight. Okay. And you look up at, you know, say you're looking down or looking at the car next to you or looking at your kids in the back and you keep looking up to check if it's green, okay? Mm-hmm. You are one person. The stoplight reached you one time, mm-hmm. but the amount of times you looked up at it, that's an impression. 
Okay, I like that analogy. Impressions. The light made 15 impressions on you, but you are one person. So it reached one person, but it made 15 impressions on you. Okay, that's a really good analogy, Christy. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, so accounts reached is this is how many people saw it. Impressions, that takes into account. I looked at this again and again and again for information. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because the, um, yeah, like I said, I think the insights can be really overwhelming, but you're right about they know. I mean, I swear, <laughs> I, sometimes I think I just think I might look into buying a toaster. It's like in my head, I haven't even done anything on the computer. And then all of a sudden, all these toasters start showing up in my feed. Know. You know, it's, it's crazy. I'm like, how are you people reading my mind? Um, so yeah, I, I totally get it. And I've been, um, I, on a personal note, I signed up for cake camp. Okay. So I'm in three months of cake camp online and, um, I've been looking, I mean, I have a KitchenAid mixer, but there's this other mixer that I've been looking at and now now all I have are mixers, all over my feed. Mixers, baked goods, everything under the sun baking, which is fine because I mean, you know, I'm doing this as like a little hobby for the next few months, Mm -hmm. but it's insane. They definitely, they are tracking what we're doing and what we're thinking. Exactly, exactly. Um, But just to summarize that, the three, I don't, pay attention to likes personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I pay attention to accounts reached, impressions, saves. It's that oh, little that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Even, it looks like a flag, a little right. button. Um, because that means people found it informative and they want to reference it again. That's like book, that's the same thing as bookmarking a website. Right. And then shares because that means people are telling other people about it. Um, I wrote something down here. Yeah. One, you know, just one recommendation I have going into 23 is create something share worthy, whether it be funny or educational, you want people sharing it with other people because that's how you reach more people. Right. Well, okay. So then let's, let's jump over to the 80, 20 rule. Okay. This is what I, I was taught years ago, um, about social media that 80% of your social media content should be be focused on your customer only 20 percent of it should be trying to sell to them because nobody wants to be sold right so 80 percent should be informative funny engaging informational something of value back to the recipient versus that 20 percent where it comes back to hey buy from me um is that still the ratio that you've been promoting as well yeah um i don't i don't go by a rule um, per se, but that is what I would recommend to businesses that, you know, have a product to sell. Um, one thing I, you know, going off of that is instead of thinking about what do I want to promote, or we often approach social media as say, maybe you're like, okay, we just got these awesome shirts in. I want everyone to know that these shirts are here. You know, you can definitely do that, but one way you should approach it is what do my customers need? Not what they need to know from me, but just what do they need in life right now? Right. How does Find, this shirt solve their problem? Yes. And yeah. whether, even if you're not talking about the product, even if you're just talking about, um, so for example, um, so one example is take a, a wealth management company or 
anything related to finances. Mm -hmm. So in January, Mm -hmm. what are people thinking about? Oh my goodness. I just spent so much money. What do I do? Right. So you talk to them, you say, here are five tips to save money. Don't even talk about blank bank or blank service. Just provide them information. They know it's from you because it says so in the hand on the top top of the page, you know, it says right. what profile you're on, which is another reason to make sure that your Instagram and Facebook handle specifically are your business. You know, lots of people try to have it be their person and they want to show their family and their business as well. But if someone sees that information, they don't know where it's from. They're like, oh, look at this random mom putting out this great information. No, it's her business, but you don't know that because her handle says Sally May instead of Sally Accountants and Company. I don't know. I just made that up. Right. I get it. Um, Yeah. So think of what they need. Another example for that is take wherever you live and what's going on in the community and connect the two. So say for a bank, people want to save money or a wealth investment person, they want to save money. Saving money, Winston-Salem, Clemens, Louisville. Okay. How can I connect those two? Okay. Here are five activities to do this weekend for free in the area. You are providing valuable information to people. That's not specifically, why is it important to save money? Because of long-term financial health and success. No, you are indirectly saying it's great to save money and do things for free sometimes. And you're going to see that share button go off because you're providing information that they need daily while secretly talking about their business. Right. Really good advice. Really good advice. So um, I feel like we've already talked a little bit about the communication um, between our customers and social media. Um, But I guess one question that I have that we haven't talked about is, And a lot of businesses ask this question, how often should they post? (laughs) How much is too much or too little? Yes, I would say uh, kind of the same. I'm a really big analogy person. So you're going to get so many analogies. When you are starting off the new year and you're like, my goal is to work out this year. Okay, let's break that down. Where am I going to work out? So where are you going to post? Pick your platforms. You don't have to do all of them. You should do more than one, I recommend. When are you going to post? How often? When am I going to go to the gym? I'm going to go, my goal is to go to the gym three times a week. Okay, I can stick to that. If you're like, my goal is to go to the gym six times a week. Can you really do that? You got to stick to something that you can commit to because the key just with working out and eating healthy is consistency. It's the same thing with social media. The amount of times you need to post a week is how um, doable it is for you. Whatever it is, that's your number. If you can stay consistent with it. Ideally, in a perfect world, you know, um, I mean, a lot of this really depends on the business. Um, But you can also try things out. Try posting every day for two weeks and then, or one week. And then the next week, try posting once, you know, don't do that for too long. Don't experiment for too long, but see, oh, 
I see increase in followers or I saw a decrease in followers or I saw more engagement from people when I posted three times a week. But at the end of the day, there is no magic number. The magic number is what you can do, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and what I like about your advice is the the fact that, you know, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. It gives you permission to adjust and adapt as you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you permission to realize and give yourself some grace. Some weeks you might be able to post more than others. And some weeks you may be um, able to to be a little bit more active and, it, and, and that's okay. It, it's just, you know, it, it gives you a lot more flexibility. Yeah. Um, but overall, stick to a number that no matter what, no matter if it's I'm really, really busy this week or if it's the launch of a new product, mm-hmm. I will post at least three times or mm-hmm. at least two times, no matter what's going on. And you should not go below that number. Right. Well, and I think, um, and we'll be getting into this more in another episode um, too, but I think another thing that businesses should remember is follow Facebook pages and Instagram pages, whatever the platform is, of people who are similar to you. Maybe Mm -hmm. not your direct competitor, maybe it's a different market, maybe it's a different state, maybe, Mm -hmm. but what are they doing really, really well that you can emulate and what is it that they maybe are doing that you don't want to emulate? Sometimes we learn as much from the things we don't like as we do from the things we do, right? Exactly. I have that written down. I say, do not be afraid to learn from other business similar to similar to yours for content ideas. I mean, obviously, we're right. not recommending plagiarism here, but... Right, right. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. You're like, oh, I like what they did there. I can create that for my business. Right. Um, How can I make that personal to myself? How can I... um, And again, I don't even think you should do it necessarily with businesses who are right in your market. I think you should look outside your market. That way you've got... You can truly say, you know, no, my competitor doesn't need to worry. I'm not copying them. But... um, you know, I think we can learn from other businesses that do social media really well. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the great thing about social media. It's all about sharing, right? Yeah, it is. And another thing that can be overwhelming is people think, oh my goodness, I have to pull, I have to create all this content. And they're like, my business isn't that interesting at all. How am I going to talk about, you know, I do great and I provide a great service, but it's not picturesque or I can only provide so much information. Well, you know, think of think of clothes. Here I go again with analogies. That's okay. <laughs> one one shirts, three pants, a jacket, five different pieces of types of jewelry, and you can make what a hundred different outfits with it. So mm-hmm. reuse your content. Just shake it up a little. Um, make some words bigger this time, change the wording a little, put it in a different context, add a different picture with it or a video. You know, the thing is, is that like your business isn't changing. You're just changing the way you're presenting it. Uh, so you don't have to come up with this stuff all the time. Right. Well, and I think that's really good advice. Now I will, I'm going to throw a wrinkle into this analogy. Okay. okay. Because I think when you're dealing with retail and yeah, the multiple different outfits, a hundred percent agree with you, but I can tell you from personal experience as a service-based business, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to really know when to share and when to rein in. 
Mm-hmm. And because you you're you're providing intellectual service and product yes. that you can't give away the farm. So yes. that, you, know, you have to you have to understand and define where your boundaries are, where you can share without costing yourself profitability. Exactly. Exactly. Um I think what I meant by that was um yeah, I, I mean, you're take, 100% right. Yeah, but like take the five free activities to do this weekend. You can change the idea of, okay, cheap things to do, affordable things to do. That content is the idea. Mm-hmm. And you can relate that to so many different avenues um, kind of thing. But the the big picture of, um, of that strategy, of that kind of campaign, you can replicate in different areas. But yeah, definitely... Uh, be cautious of how much information you are giving out because some people, you know, I was looking at uh, a dog trainer's profile the other day and I was like, why would I hire her? She's telling me everything I know how to do myself. Um, So you have to position yourself as an expert in the field, Mm -hmm. sprinkle a little bit of knowledge there, Mm -hmm. make them you know, leave them wanting more as like, right, right. Asking, asking questions that they're going to call you and ask you to give me more. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, And the reason, the reason I'm sensitive to that and the reason I said that is because um, when I originally went out on my own in business in 2008, that was, I I love a good brainstorming session and I would meet with potential clients. I'd get so excited. I just have all these big ideas and throw all this, uh, this stuff on the table and then I wouldn't get hired. Well, I just gave them the whole idea. I mean, so that's, that's, that was an expensive lesson learned for me. So that's why it's it's a hard line. I mean, especially starting now, I remember doing that because I was like, I want to show my worth, you know, I want to show how much I can do and how creative I am and all my ideas. Um, But they're hiring your brain and your mind Mm -hmm. basically. Um, So it's, it's something it's a, it's a balance for sure. Um, it, is. it is. Well, Christy, you have just been delightful to talk to. And do you have any other advice for any of the small businesses who are getting started on social? Yeah, I think one thing that I would add that we didn't, we touched on a little, but social media is social. I mean, I, I know that's obvious, but we often don't um, take advantage of that. You know, we were talking about the Think of social media as the opportunity to sit down face-to-face with a hundred or a thousand different customers or potential customers and tell them all about your business. Um, So when they comment on your post, comment back, comment back. If they message you, respond. If, you know, if there are other businesses in the area, again, not like we were talking, not direct competitors, um, but if you're a construction company, you should comment on the heating and air companies posts say, you know, love your product, great insights, great information. You need to engage with other people um, because that's how you, in the real world, that's how you meet people. You meet new people by talking to the people you know. It's online networking. Yeah. Same thing with social media. You meet new people by talking to them. Nothing's going to happen if you don't talk to them. Right. That's great advice. Well, thanks again, Christy. I really appreciate you coming on. I love what you're doing uh, with the go-to. You're doing an amazing job for our communities and 
um, just really appreciate your wisdom, your insight, and and for for sharing with us today. So uh, I hope to have you on a future episode. Yes, thank you so much for having me and good luck to everyone and just take it day by day. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, that's a wrap for this edition of the Louisville Columbus Chamber of Commerce podcast. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you share our content. And until next time, we'll see you later. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.